One of the few media needle movers returned to television Monday and immediately spoke to gamblers. He's not back to make friends, he said. He's back to make money. It's the tribute to Philip Brooks' gambling edition of Sixth Year Seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Caps and Mike Watson, the Sixth Year Seniors! Mikey, how you doing? That man basically came out and, and paraphrased a wise philosopher from the Smoky Mountain Territory named New Jack, who, who once said, I ain't come here to get a like. I came here to get paid. That's great. I had not heard that line before, but that's exactly right. CM Punk returned to Monday Night Raw after two unfortunate stints with AEW where he had to deal with children. Now he's back <laughs> at the adult table. Oh, man. It, the, 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 the big return Saturday night, uh, Monster Pop, just, just unbelievable. I thought the promo on, on Monday night was, it, it wasn't anything super special, but it was a good way to get him back on TV. I mean, he hadn't been on WWE for 10 years, so yeah. it's, it's just a, hey, I'm back. I'm here. They'll they'll start doing some character uh, work with him soon. Both of his return promos at AEW were much better than what we saw on Monday. Oh but, yeah. But we know that again, he's not dealing with children in the WWE. His longevity in the WWE is going to be much more appreciated. I I, I love though that he did. He definitely wasn't a full-fledged face. He threw in some really nice teases of being a heel. I I can't wait to see what he does. And and this is the first time in, man, probably 10 years since I've watched a WWE non-pay-per-view or whatever they call it now product. Premium live event. when, When CM Punk left, I quit watching WWE and that's all it took to get me to turn it on again on Monday. Well, technically Tuesday, I, I didn't watch it live and thank goodness. Cause I would have to wade through like two and a half hours of bullshit. It was, it sounded like it was really bad. So can he move the needle? Can he improve WWE ratings and how far will AEW ratings shrink again now that people know that CM Punk's not coming back a third time. That's a good question. I don't know. Nor do I really care that much anymore, but it is an interesting little side story to keep an eye on as, as we navigate through these times. Well, people keep saying, well, why is everybody so crazy about the ratings? You know, it's not that big a deal. Well, because Tony Khan made it. A it big yeah, deal. exactly. Yeah. When the owner of the fledgling company made it a big deal about beating WWE, well, you start paying attention to the ratings because he said we should be paying attention to the ratings. Yeah, yep. It's like Vanderbilt trying to punk out Alabama on a regular basis. It just ain't working, man. Yeah, it's like Vanderbilt leading Alabama after the first quarter, three to nothing. It's like, hey, look at us. We're beating Bama. We're on Bama's. And then, and then, and then using, using the first quarter score to claim publicly 
that you are on the same level as Alabama and should be treated as such by the public. Not so fast. And then in the second quarter, your head coach decides to put your left tackle at quarterback. I mean, I can't think of anything that's like stupid enough that Tony Khan has done as a booker to compare it to football. And then your All-American cornerback lays out your your line your your linebacker and team captain or whatever, and everything goes to shit. Yeah. And, and, just, then, and then and then and then the All-American cornerback enters the transfer portal and transfers to Alabama. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's how this is. Yeah. Meanwhile, your best player you've decided to move from quarterback to outside linebacker, second team, which is essentially what he's done with MJF now. Who's now hurt, apparently. Oh, you got to be kidding. Is that legit? It sounds like it's legit. Oh, man. I mean, they turned him into a pussy-ass face. <laughs> which, I mean, I, I've just hated for the last couple months, and I was hoping that eventually he'd just go, Ha! Fuck you all! I was joking! I hate everybody! But no, he's turned into this just su- insufferable face now. No, it, has, it hasn't quite worked like that. For months, I've been waiting for him to turn on Adam Cole and like run him over with a car. And it hasn't happened needs to happen. And now I'm rooting for Samoa Joe to beat the shit out of the MJF. I mean, that's what it's come to. Anyway, enough about pro wrestling and Phil Brooks turning back to the WWE. Yeah, enough about scripted entertainment. Now let's talk about football on TV in the year 2023. Yeah. I want Phil Brooks to get drafted by somebody. And if he doesn't, go to pro wrestling. <laughs> And you you the shoot name. <laughs> I'm the real Phil Brooks. <laughs> You've been living off my name for two decades. Yes, let's get to college football. We are at championship week. I've got six plays. What do you got, Mikey? I've got five. All right. Let's wait. You almost have as many plays as I do? I almost have as many as you do. You, you, you said you had fewer. I assumed it was like two or three. No, I, no I'm ready to roll. Look, you know, we only have so many of these Saturdays every year. And, and look, I'm not a huge bowl season fan. These are the last week of the, when the games 100% completely matter. And look, I got to be in on it. So, you know, we came to get paid. We're, you know, we ain't here to make friends. We came here to get paid. We came here to get paid on championship weekend. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much it. I have no alliances here. You may have your alliance with North Carolina. I rent my teams three hours at a time. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. So fire away. What, what, what five do you have? Well, before, before we go, I, I just want to break the fourth wall here. Um, it is currently halftime of the North Carolina-Tennessee basketball game. I at the shoot job. I've been working all day long. I have not been able to watch a minute of this. It's a good thing I did because I probably would have spontaneously combusted had I seen that first half from my Tar Heels on the basketball court. They have not looked that good since the first 28 minutes of the Baylor game in Fort Worth in March of 2022 before Brady Manick got thrown out of the game for a bullshit elbow uh, that, 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 that knocked out Jeremy Sochan, that piece of shit. He's still a piece of shit, by the way, it's with San Antonio. He's garbage. Anyway, this I don't know what this North Carolina basketball team is doing right now, but they just need to keep doing it for the rest of tonight and the rest of the season. My season on the college football betting scene is about over. i got to make do with what i got. 
You gave me an interesting stat that Tennessee had only allowed 71 points at most in an entire basketball game this season, and they just allowed 61 at halftime to North Carolina. Yeah, I don't know who this basketball team is. Better than their football team. So let's talk about football real fast. We talked about this you know, at length on Monday. There was a big game Friday night in Las Vegas. The final Pac-12 championship game as we know it. Oregon, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington. It's a lot of points, and it's, it's too many. In my opinion, I'm going to take the Huskies. I'm taking the underdog here. I think they come out with a lot of pride. I ultimately think Oregon does win this game. But I think Washington sees that number like, wait a minute, that's, we're undefeated. This is the dream season here. They're going to let it all out for 60 minutes. Kalen DeBoer has shown he is not afraid. Throw some tricks around. That fourth down play last week I'm still blown away by. I think Washington's going to throw the book at Oregon and give them everything they can have. I think we are on tap for a dramatic, tremendous Pac-12 championship game Friday night. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the Huskies plus nine and a half. You can actually take plus ten because that's oh, it what moved. I see it in our book right now. It moved since the last time I looked. Excellent. And we have a mortgage play. Boom. Yeah, 10 is just too many points. I probably would have taken 9.5 as well, but I'll gladly take 10. I'm sitting on a, a a nice parlay ticket that Washington would be the final closure on uh, if they win straight up against Oregon. I'm hedging it a bit. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Oregon to win the national title. I have seen plus 550 so far. So if Washington wins this game straight up, I've got a big parlay win. And if they lose, I have Oregon at better money than I'm going to ever see them to win the national title for the rest of the season. But bottom line, Washington, plus 10. We have a mortgage play. Moving to Saturday, going down the undercard a little bit. Oh, man, we talked about both these teams this season. And whether one was actually doing it with smoke and mirrors the whole time, and I do still think that's the case. I'm going to take the Boise State Broncos to come back and win the Mountain West Championship, and I'm going to lay the two and a half points. They are technically on the road at UNLV. They're not playing over at, uh, at, the, at the stadium. They're playing at the big stadium. That's not where UNLV's played all season. Hasn't UNLV play, been playing over on campus? Right, yes. So it's not technically a home game. It's in Vegas, but it's not on campus. So I, mean, I think that's going to mitigate the, uh, the the home field advantage. Boise that's been a huge cool. stadium to fill. For it really is. I, I don't understand. Title. The Mountain West title games, i got to fill that up. What are we doing here? Plus, the, the logistics of turning the field over after the night before, it's, it's so stupid. I don't understand it. I, I, Boise State's been playing great since the coaching change uh, a month ago. The players are all in on the new guy and I just think they let it all hang out and, 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 and win it for win it for the interim as they're trying to convince the higher ups to bring him on as the full time guy. I don't know if that's actually the best decision. I don't know if if he can recruit, but I think for this team right now he's the right guy and I think they're gonna play like that on Saturday and win the Mountain West. Less than a field goal, sign me up. Give me Boise State minus two and a half. Uh, you talk about teams playing with smoke and mirrors, and I think UNLV is the smoke and mirrors team. Exactly. And I'll take the smoke and mirror team plus two and a half. We're oh, on wow. sides of this game. 
Interesting. I think they'll continue to smoke and mirror their way to the to the Mountain West title. They really impressed me when they beat Air Force. And they beat Air Force despite the Falcons being able to run all over them. And somehow UNLV did just enough to win the game. And I watched that and said, they're going to do just enough to win every football game for the rest of the season. You know they lost last week, right? Didn't matter. They didn't need the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. San Jose State put, a, put it to them. Boise State's going to put it to them this Saturday. You're wrong on this one. What's our <laughs> what's our record in mortgage plays or, or on, on opposite sides this season? What's our what's our record? You're six and four. You Ooh, are okay. up a couple games on me. That means you're due though. That's that's scary. That's scary. Moving on Saturday night, Charlotte, North Carolina, the ACC championship on the line, undefeated Florida State, with all sorts of pressure and ramifications and implications and all this stuff. Can they make the uh, the committee's job easy and win this game. And my answer to that is no, they cannot. I bet against them last week. I took points with a bad Florida team who still almost covered. Louisville's better than that Florida team. Louisville is not a monster or anything like this. And if they win the game, I don't want to hear it peep about them deserving to, you know, have they not blown the Kentucky game, they would deserve to bend in the conversation. No, they're not no, that good. No, but, they're not that good. But I don't trust I don't trust Rotomaker. Um and I think Louisville's got enough dudes to uh to make Florida State work for this. And when the pressure turns up in the fourth quarter, I don't think the Seminoles are up for the challenge. Gimme the points, gimme Louisville, they pull the upset. Louisville plus two and a half. The thing with this is we've watched this line drop from six and a half to two and a half. It went right through the field goal. I know. On Monday, actually, it's been dropping steadily every day. It wouldn't surprise me if Louisville might be a pick by the time this game kicks off. I I think you're on the right side. I think you've got points that you won't have come kickoff. I'm just rooting for them because I... Vested interest. Back in August... 12-1 12 to 1 to win the ACC title. Go Cardinals. Go Cards. I hinted around at this game on Monday and I am a uh, I'm I'm going to call it. I'm a man of my word. When when the total on the game is 35 and the point spread is 21, that's too many points. Yes, I'm going to take Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game to cover 21 and the hook. That's the important piece. You oh, dude, you, you got more points than that. Oh, what, what is that now? I've got it tw- is I have 22 and a half, and a half right now. 22? Well, I'll take the extra point. I'll gladly take the extra point. And the um, hook. Absolutely. I do think there will be a little bit of a letdown from Michigan. They don't have, they don't need the style points here. They got their style points last week when they beat Ohio State. I think there's going to be a little bit of an emotional letdown. I know they got Harbaugh coming back, but I, again, I think it's going to be a little overblown. I, I think Iowa can can keep it close for a half. Just and again, you talk smoke and mirrors by smoke and mirrors. Got some big three in Chapel Hill, Carolina's up by 24. It's great. Yeah, Iowa's a shit show, and and they may not score a touchdown here. But I, I, I think I think they can contain Michigan's offense. 
enough to just make this an ugly slog and, and make everybody flip over to ABC and watch the ACC game because nobody's <laughs> going to want to watch this ugly garbage of a game. Michigan, Michigan's going to win this game 20-3, to but hey, that's inside my number. Give me the Hawkeyes and all of those points. Don't watch this game. We're on opposite sides of another game. Oh, really? I said it on Monday. I'm taking Michigan. I'll take minus 22 and a half. Hell, I might have taken it all the way up to about oh, 27. Oh, God. I was I know, not going hey, to score an offensive touchdown. They might, they might get a safety. They might get a field goal. They might even get a defensive touchdown. But it doesn't matter. They lost to Penn State 31 nothing. They'll lose to Michigan like 38, maybe 42 nothing. Let it's let down city. They just played Ohio State. Let down city. That's that's the theory. They and had I th- Jim Harbaugh back. And I think I think I said the same thing last year. And they and they won the game like fifty to nothing or so. I don't know what it is, but we'll see what happens. And I've got one more play: Atlanta, Georgia, Southeastern Conference Championship, Georgia, Alabama. You know, the last time that that Georgia beat. Alabama in the city of Atlanta. It's like 1946. Holy cow. Yeah. Been a long time. They're going to break that streak this Saturday. I'm laying the points, taking the dogs. What do you got? Five and a half? Uh, six and a half. Six and a half. Why are all my numbers off by like a point? I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Here's how the game is going to play out. Bama's going to Bama's going to hang around. Bama looks like crap against Auburn, and I think there's going to be money coming in on Georgia because of that. They're like, oh, there's no way they can hang. Total look ahead game, and I hate saying that about a, about a rivalry like that. But total look ahead game for Alabama. They didn't need that game, other than hey, let's get the win and get out of here. So they could they sleepwalk, sleepwalk, sleepwalk. How does that? Work? I don't know what that is. Doesn't matter. Um, they're going to show up to play. Saban is going to have this team ready to go, and they are going to give the Georgia Bulldogs hell for 45 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if this plays out like the 2008 SEC championship where Alabama and Florida waged a war in Atlanta, and Alabama led that game undefeated at at the end of the third quarter, and Florida got two big-time touchdown drives from Tebow and the boys to put the game away, and they won that game going away 31-20. I see this game playing out very, very similar, where Alabama challenges them. They get a, they get a, a big turnover some sometime early that really swings the momentum, and Georgia's playing from underneath. But we define champions by not how they win the title, but by how they defend the title. This is the back-to-back national champions. They have the long winning streak. They have, I mean, this is, you know, it, it's bigger than them at this point. It's, you know, we have to defend it. We have to bring it. And I think we see that in the fourth quarter. Rudy Tomjanovich, never underestimate the heart of a champion. We see that from Georgia on Saturday. They rally in the fourth quarter and they win the game by 10 points. Lay the points. Give me the dogs minus six and a half. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. We have a second mortgage play. Boom. I'm all about this. I don't think this game's going to be close. You talk about a letdown after last week. I think Alabama is thankful to still be alive at this point after the Auburn game. And believe me, 
if Georgia puts Alabama in a fourth and 31 situation, there ain't going to be no Hail Mary into the corner of the end zone. They're going to smash Jalen Milrow. Milrow's going to be buried at the 50-yard line if that happens. Brock Bowers did not play last week. Resting him up. Guaranteed he is going to be a big part of the Georgia offensive plan this week. Double-digit victory, easy. I don't even think there's a matter of coming back in the fourth quarter. They will have the lead, and they will simply destroy Alabama in the fourth quarter. Here's the thing. I think what I described to you a minute ago is the worst-case scenario for Georgia. The worst-case scenario. I still think that's what's going to happen just because – Greg Sankey's going to make the call and say, hey, we got to make this dramatic for television, okay? we got to do it on CBS, make the call, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're going to pull some strings, we're going to, we're going to book the territory here. No, I think, what, I think what really happens is more along the lines of what you just described. Georgia, Georgia is better than Alabama. Top 53 down, they are better than Alabama, and I think that proves out over 60 minutes. And uh, it could easily be uh, this game getting out of hand and the questions after the game being, is it really time for Nick Saban to hang him up? Because oh. it, it could, it, this could be total, to, you know, we're, we're doing the job on the way out the doors. Nick Saban counting the lights at the, the Georgia, it's not the Georgia Dome anymore, whatever the big stadium is there. And, and Kirby Smart holding the college football coach heavyweight title over his beaten carcass, the 50-yard. That's in play. That is in play this weekend. not saying that's what it's going to come down to, but it's in play because it could get ugly. I don't think it's going to be because I do think Alabama comes out and, 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 and throws the book at him and, and tricks and all this kind of stuff, F- a fake punt, all you know, whatever it is, and they're going to say, oh, here it is. But, yeah, it could totally get out of hand. We, we'll see. What, it's inter- fascinating fascinating football game in Atlanta this weekend. All sorts of storylines. They write themselves. It's going to be really good. This could be Ole Anderson beating the hell out of Dusty Rhodes and forming the four horsemen in the Omni. Does that make Nick Saban the baby face coming back next season? Does Nick? You're not oh, telling wait, me Nick okay. Saban's going to. You, you just Nick ruined Saban's a great gonna, image for me. Nick Saban's <laughs> going to cut the hard times promo? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Get out of here. That ain't happening. Ain't no Ole Anderson here. Come on. Well, okay, so there's your five plays. I have two others that I haven't talked about yet. One of them is the Big 12 championship. This is a lot like. The Iowa game, I guess, for you, or the Washington game for both of us, I'm looking at Oklahoma State and 15 points and thinking that's just too much for Texas to cover when all they have to do is win the game. And, and you know, they, they do need a little help. They need Oregon to, to beat Washington. Uh, they need Alabama to lose. But there is a process in which Texas gets into the playoff without them having to redeem a lot of style points all they have to do is win and i think that's the case they'll just win oklahoma state ollie gordon will keep the clock running keep the running game moving he'll have 120 yards and a couple of touchdowns and they should safely be within two touchdowns i looked at that game and and, and i I talked my I, i can make a case either way a believable case for me and i stayed off it I do think Texas does do, do need style points. If it comes down to the fourth spot being Texas or Oregon, conventional wisdom says it should be Texas, but Oregon's got a lot of eye test momentum right now, and I you know I can see you know 
I could I could see them making the making the case. Oh, you know, Oregon's loss was 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 better than Texas's loss, and they redeemed their loss because they you know, now they've beaten everybody on their schedule. They they made up for their loss. I don't know if that's the case. And another three in Chapel Hill, Carolina ain't going away. They, I, they haven't been able to shoot like this in uh, fucking years. It's crazy. I don't know what's going on. On the other hand, it's a lot of points. They Oklahoma State's got a guy that can control the game, and Texas is what do I want to say. Um, vulnerable to not being back, so to speak. This would be a classic, classic spot for Texas to gag it away. Yeah, that um, is true. And that's why that's why I, I'm staying off it. Texas is the better team. They should win this game, and I think they should win this game by more than the spread. But there's too many too many weird things going on where I just don't trust them. I think the playoff is going to come down to Georgia, Michigan, the winner of Washington, Oregon, and Texas, because I, I think Florida State's going to lose, and that's all Texas needs. Either Oregon or Washington loses, which puts them behind Texas. Yeah. Texas has beaten Alabama. All they need is Florida State to lose, and Texas is the fourth team in the mix. And TV loves that. they got a bunch of good brands there. That's great. The only thing is that might end up setting up an Oregon-Michigan semifinal, which would suck because those are the two best teams to root for. You're probably right on that. My final game comes on the final week of the season. Army-Navy, total 29. I think this is too low. I think this is an overreaction, probably to the Iowa stuff, possibly to the statistics that are out there now that say military games always go under. But last year, Army-Navy went over the total. Granted, it took some overtime. But Army-Navy, 29, too low. I will take the over on that game. As I, I, I'm struggling to comprehend a total that's 20-something. It doesn't involve Iowa. I just, I just, it just See, that's just, just it. I, I, I think it's an overreaction. Yeah, to to these statistical anomalies that have happened this year. Yeah, I think normally this would be a thirty-three or thirty-four point game, and uh, I'll I'll take those extra four or five points. Twenty-nine, four touchdowns, four touchdowns on the two-point conversion. That's all I need. There you go. So that's what we have for the final week of the regular season. We're going to come back sometime early in the week next week it might be monday it might be tuesday it might even be wednesday we're not sure yet but we will wrap up the conference championship season talk about the playoffs talk about the bowl games talk some basketball and then miss the midweek because there'll be nothing to gamble on and come back the following monday with our bowl draft bowl draft making the bowls better than the college playoff committee can do so yeah, by the next time we talk, by the next time you hear us, we'll be talking about the uh, the final four-team field for the playoff. The stupid expansion happens next season, which is going to bring all sorts of unintended consequences that we'll cover next year. But I have nothing else for the listening audience. I have nothing either. Send us home with famous Kansas State football players slash pro wrestlers. Oh, man, I, slash pro wrestlers. I, I've got nothing on the pro wrestlers. <laughs> ever. Well, for Darren Sproles, Michael Bishop, uh, Colin, our, and our boy Colin Klein. Oh, that's of the course, best producer Colin in the, Klein, yes. That's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps on Mikey Watson. We'll hit you next week, breaking down what's left of the uh, college football playoff and uh, just the, the fallout from all that stuff. There'll be all sorts of uh, storylines coming out of that, pro wrestling shenanigans, all, all sorts of crap. We'll do it right here 
on sixth year seniors.